I'm Ben, and I've been fortunate enough to build a bit of a following on Instagram, TikTok, all the social medias through doing my art. And I'm Francis, and I'm trying to do the same. And on this podcast, we talk about our journeys on creating content, building audiences, and to eventually try to make a living from it. And in this one, after a bit of a break, we've come back. We talk about noticing content ideas while you're doing your special thing, whatever that's going to be, the thing that you're going to produce your content around, actually figuring out what's going to be useful to people. We also dive into my experience with creating my first YouTube video and Francis diving deeper into a bit of the technical side of what he's thinking about, what he's working on as well. It's a really fun one. We're back and we hope you enjoy it. All right. So, Francis. Mm. Hello. Hello. What's been happening, my friend? In the world of Francis Lee, content creation, everything. Fortunately, there hasn't been much content creation, I must say. It's all right. Yeah. I've been programming a lot and that has been taking all of my energy. Yeah. Well, all of my time, yep. really. I do want to find a way to be able to do that and also build the content though. I think that's kind of the next thing I'm considering mm. in terms of creating content. Yeah. So I think what needs to happen there is I need to find a way to be more aware during the day about what I learn because I think that's what I want to mm. post things that I learned during the programming day. Yeah. At least that's a way I can envision building a habit yep. of creating content. Mm -hmm. You know, find at least one thing I've learned today, find a way that I can post it. Yep. I don't know whether it's just text or whether I make an image or whether I'm overcomplicating it to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then building a habit of posting a single thing every day. Yep. And then just seeing where that goes. You know how that starts. You post one thing a week. <laughs> not as not something every day. That's true. Maybe one I'm thing being, a week. Being too ambitious. It's going to be a just one percent increase. <laughs> one thing. Just one thing. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. I mean, it's yeah, it's, going, it's that habit. It's all that habit stuff. Yeah, it's bloody tricky. Yeah, you overthink it. I'm doing it myself with fucking YouTube shit. Because mm. everyone, there's going to be a bunch of people in the same boat. Yeah, they're busy as frick, right? Mm. I'm trying to not swear in the first like half an hour. No, no, like thirty, like three minutes or whatever in the in the in the video. I've been going deep in YouTube. So okay, I'm, wow. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying to censor myself. People will be busy as fiddlesticks mm. to, uh, uh, well, they feel like they're too busy to post content, right? And mm -hmm. I guess that's what it feels like, potentially. Well, that's what I'm hearing. It's yeah, like, it's just like I'm just doing the stuff, but that's the best thing because you're doing this stuff. Mm. It's better than not doing anything and be like, oh, what do I post? It's like, you probably got a bunch of stuff that you've already learned. It's just, yeah. I think I am busy, but at the same time, like, I'm always going to be busy. So you need to make time, right? Like, mm -hmm. no matter what, that's not going to change. Yep. So I think that's really been the thing I'm considering is like, how do I realize in the moment that I'm doing something interesting? Do I like write it down? Because mm. I guess this is something that's a skill that you've learned quite well. Yeah. When you're drawing, you know how to recognize that you're having an aha moment. Yep. And then you can kind of like, I don't know how, what your process is for noting it down, yeah. whether you are able to just remember it, but then that can turn into content later, yeah. right? And that's something I'm trying to figure out is, okay, when I'm having an aha moment, how do I know I'm in the moment? Yeah. And then how do I know that it's interesting enough to other people yep. that it's worth sharing? Yeah. I have uh, two ways of doing it. One, I'll remember because it was like a key point. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, with these aha moments, you kind of realize after the fact. Mm. You don't really necessarily realize why you're in it because you're in it. 
and you're like, oh, this is great, this is great, this is great. I'm not necessarily thinking about content. It's usually the pain before that mm. that I'm taking note of. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, in this last post that I did of like The Last of Us, backgrounds, got fucking nut, fiddlesticks and no clue <laughs> of how to really do backgrounds. Like I could figure it out. Right, but I, I don't have like a natural like oh this is how like how I do a character or something. Mm. So that was a point of friction. So then I was like, ding, that's going in the sketch note this week. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's almost noting down those pains. I think those pains are easier to recognize up front. Mm. And I, I would literally just have a quick capture note. I have three places that are, that I'll have it. I have Apple Notes, Notion. And Obsidian. I've got quick capture things in all three of those. Mm-hmm. So whatever's quicker. If I just got my phone with me, Apple Notes is usually the fastest to open. Bing, 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 done. Same with if you're going to have a startup, a newsletter. Same thing if I'm watching a video, copy that timestamp, a little bit of context for me later, mm-hmm. and then just throwing it in a quick capture. Don't have to organize it then. Then I'll come back later and then organize it and then expand on it and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But a big thing for that is making sure that it's going to make sense to your future self. <laughs> That's the hard part. Because that is tricky. Because <laughs> I've, I've, I've written notes that make all the sense in the world in the moment. Then I come back like a week later. I'm like, what the f- What is this? Shit. What does that mean, Ben? You idiot. Like, it just doesn't make any contextual sense. So I might even take a screenshot. Yeah. Now, now I've started to take screenshots. That's a good idea. It is a, a little bit of a cognitive extra step. Mm. But that's why I think maybe- while you're in that point of friction, mm. you're already in that friction. Take a beat, screenshot. This is where I'm stuck. Because I think that's the most interesting as well. Mm. The before and after. This is my issue. It's like that three story structure. It's like, here's my issue. Here's what I did to get it done. And here's the resolution. Right. Mm. It's kind of like a mini story arc in itself. So, are you like noting down the friction or are you noting down things you notice? Are you even noting down like the content ideas in the moment? Or you- uh, not even the content, it's just literally the friction. So, the I'll, friction. I'll, because then that will spark it, my memory of how I resolved it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to do it again next one. So, I want to remember that anyway. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm going to do a background in the next piece, these are all the things that I'm going to re- try and remember because I'm noting them down probably anyway. Mm-hmm. So, okay, backgrounds were tricky. Note that down. Um, Rob Ruppel, he was like a guy that I looked at a lot for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Note him down. Then that will put me on a spark to then go and check out his work again or if I've already written notes about him, which I already had. I've got like mm-hmm. a full note thing on his work, take bits and pieces from that key thing, and then it just kind of creates itself. It's that like not heavy lift. Mm. It's like over time and, and patterns arise all the time. And it might even be things that you already know but you didn't do or you yeah. forgot and you were reminded of. Mm. And those are good things as well because mm-hmm. it shows that like, yeah, you're human. You're not like a fucking robot and you know everything all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. With backgrounds, breaking things down into simple shapes. I say that to my students every single time. Yeah, that's your like brand. Simple freaking shapes. <laughs> right. But for some reason, I started the background off trying to get all detailed with everything first. Yeah. It's just like- why would that be any different with the background? So, yeah, that's an interesting thing. So, I recommend, yeah, whatever note-taking thing that's at the disposal, even a fucking piece of paper. So, you're noticing when you're having friction. So, yep. when you're, things are taking longer than they usually do. Yeah. Or when you're, like, feeling that pain of not yeah, really sure or what to do. Like, I don't know what to do here. Because mm. there was a point, literally, and this is the positive of streaming this as well, 
I can go back if I wanted to yeah. and look at key points. Because I remember, I literally, on stream, I was like, I don't know what to do right now. I've made a mistake. I've got these the composition in a certain way that's kind of painted me into, pun fully intended, painted me into a corner because mm-hmm. I had Joel and Ellie one in front of the other, but I had the lighting coming in a certain direction, so Ellie's face is going to be occluded by shadow. So then I'm just like, huh, that's not good. And then it's like, okay, do I do a background to make them stand out? And da-da-da-da-da. Like it's, yeah, I'm turning those like annoying things that would usually frustrate the crap out of me into like content that's going to benefit me. Mm. So it might even be worth just throwing the camera on just for yourself while you're going. And then you could even make it easy for yourself and like actually write a timestamp. Yeah. And just be like 1535 can't figure out this database thing with blah, 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 blah. It's frustrating me. And then you can go through and actually see yourself figure it out, mm. right? You don't have to talk to anyone or anything like that. Just stream it for yourself. That's a more extreme way of doing it. And sometimes I don't note this stuff down. Mm. I'll just have it in my mind. Like now I can just recall mm. what I had struggles with, but there were particular things like with likeness, backgrounds, composition, lighting like there's some things that gives me fuel to like write the sketch note which i'll be writing tonight that's a good idea because you know i'll be programming and then you know when you're programming you will find a problem that'll take you like four hours to fix because it's like a little thing yep and then it would be cool if there was more output for that problem than just the problem being fixed you know like yeah you can help other people by sharing what you've learned or definitely that kind of thing and the coolest thing is you could even clip things where you've like oh I know what I did wrong. Mm. And then you get that part and you put it in a carousel or you put it in a Twitter thread. And it's like, here's the moment that fixed it all. Mm. And then dot points. And then here's like a two-minute video of me actually clipped together. I use this, I use this, I use this, da-da-da-da-da. Mm. Boom, run it. It builds happy days sort of thing like as like the grand finale. It is a bit of work, right? It's, yeah. It's, there's friction to getting that set up and being conscious of actually doing that. Mm. I think the benefits – outweigh not doing that if content is the goal is getting yourself out there more i think that's probably the first step i need to do is build the skill to be able to notice something in the moment and then build the habit of noting it down in some way where my future self can recognize it yeah because like you're into journaling there for a little while aren't you? Are you still, yeah, yeah. Are you still doing that uh not so much yeah. yeah or you could like try and pick that habit back up and just do it in that way at the mm. end of the day and then that could be your sort of first steps into noting things down and yeah. then while doing that throw that into like typefully just as a draft mm-hmm. so then the tweets are basically already there that maybe that's your like main note-taking thing so it's like super rough <laughs> yeah it's already in there and then you can go back and edit it at the point that you want to post it do you have stages so you like drawing mm-hmm. and then do you have content stage after that or how mixed are these things because i guess why i ask is because i'm considering like okay so i'm doing the programming yep do i need to set aside time at the end of the day to collect what i've learned and then create content out I'll of it i'll let it sit Sit, Let it sit, sit more? for like a day or so. Like I want to get into the cadence, at least for myself, maybe once every three days posting something. Mm. And I want to get that closer. Like if I can hire editors soon, that'll be fantastic to like get more stuff out there. But letting it sit a couple of days and then come back with fresh eyes. Mm. It tends to help me out a lot instead of doing it in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think separating those, because then you've got that context switching and at the end of the day, you're usually wrecked. Yeah, and you true. don't really want to do much else because you've been figuring out the problems. Yeah. So let it sit, 
one or two days, come back to it, and then you've got energy to then focus on the content and how you're going to present it mm. in a way that's digestible to other people. Yeah, because that's what I find is when I notice something like that, mm. like I notice a problem that I'm facing and I figure out a way to solve it, mm-hmm. and then I want to create content from it, yeah. or I get the idea that, oh, this could be a content piece. My motivation is usually highest in the moment, but then I know if I chase after it, one, I haven't done it much, so I don't know how much time it's going to take. It could throw yeah. me off like my whole day. Yeah. And then there's like, oh, I have to context switch to do it. Yeah. And then I have to come back. So it's like, those are kind of like the barriers I feel. Yeah. That's why I think just like saving it for later. Hmm. Cool. This is a great idea. Boom, 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 done. I've actually picked up Notion more, more so because Obsidian, that's like my throw everything in there. Mm-hmm. The Notion is like the next step of organization, databases and to-do list essentially and like processes and then more context and that kind of stuff. Mm. So that's how I separate that out. I'll either throw it in Obsidian or whatever my quick capture is, mm-hmm. then I'll take it into Notion and then throw it in there. Like, And that's actually helped. But you've got – I think this is a muscle that you've got to work mm-hmm. is identifying these things. Like, It's like a, a frame of mind that you've got to get into mm. and consciously be like, all right, where is the value here? And then – your brain almost switches into like, oh, that would be a good idea. And it'll be in the most randomest times. You're on a walk, you're yeah. at the gym, you're like, oh, fuck. Like if you ever, if anyone catches me out of the gym, I'm most likely just sitting, either listening to like YouTube stuff about content creation or art or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Throw it in Notion, quick capture, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then I'll come back like a couple of days later, a week later and be like, oh, shit, yeah, that was a good idea. I completely forgot about that. Mm. Yeah, but it is a real muscle to work. Yeah. And it's not going to come naturally. It didn't come naturally to me. Because I, I look at my old sketch notes, I'm like, like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this shit? I don't know how anyone got any value out of this absolute uh-huh. fucking nonsense. And it took me forever to do as well. Uh-huh. But now it's just like I could do that in like an afternoon. But I wouldn't want to because now my bar for quality has gotten so much. I know it was only a year ago. Mm. Like, not a, like, yeah. So it's something that people don't talk about much, I don't think. Is that ideation? Yeah, I think that's one of the things. I think I need to kind of steady myself or like just stop myself from getting overzealous in terms of like the ambition of what I want the content to be. And then just focus more on like the actual like (laughs) beginning, you know, notice that content is there. At least write down what your content should be instead of thinking about, you know, all the systems you're going to have in place. Dude. I guess that's the fun. That's the fun part to think about, even though it's. The system. You, you and I are very similar similar yeah. in that way, I think. Because yeah. like even me with this YouTube stuff, like we can get into this later, but the dopamine hit I get <laughs> from building a system that saves me like 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day is so fantastic. I get such a hit of like, oh, this is great. Yeah. All the things I can do, it's... Even if it takes you like two days or like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I spent a full day... Figuring out After Effects scripts mm-hmm. in their weird, poorly documented language, like it's JavaScript, but it's their like subset of or like yeah. their. It's all class based as well, like uh, object orientated. Where I'm used to like functional stuff, and it's like, all right, let's and, I, and it's just to like get a shape or uh, an object or a layer to slide in mm-hmm. and slide out automatically with a click of a button. How long does that take me? Not very long, but I do that the most often. Mm. I have to do four actions. I've got to put a keyframe at the beginning, zoom it in, keyframe, 
then for the particular length of time, put the same keyframe in there and then drag it out. So that was kind of worth it for me to figure that out. But there's other things that just weren't worth it. And I spent mm-hmm. like a day on, but I was just happy about doing that. Like it's, and that's the thing, like I think you got to embrace that a little bit. Yeah. I Enjoy so. the process of yeah. creating the content, like even, not even like putting stuff out. It's just like the whole stuff around it. Yeah. For me, a lot of the joy, you know, <laughs> joy, the joy is in those kind of moments. Yeah. You know? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to automate this whole thing, but I don't want to buy something to automate it. I want to figure That'd out be just cheating. for me. <laughs> that would exactly that'll be cheating and it costs money. And right uh-huh. now I'm frugal Freddy and I just want to figure it out myself. Probably doesn't make sense from an opportunity cost standpoint, but it's the real fun part. Because mm. I figured out that I could link, like use something called dynamic links in Premiere Pro and After Effects. So I don't have to take the step of exporting the After Effects composition. Mm-hmm exporting that into a file and then putting that into Premiere Pro, I could literally just go into Premiere Pro, open After Effects comp, and then it's in there. And then if I update it in After Effects, then it updates automatically. Mm. I'm just like, oh, oh, man, dude. And that saved me like a frick ton of time. That was like two days ago. And Mm. I was just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. But then I'm thinking like, oh, now Adobe's got me even tighter in its grasp. I'm just like, Uh, well, for a lot of those things, one, you don't know how long it's going to take to automate or to build the automation. No, and yeah. two, you don't know how big the benefit's going to be. Exactly. So you almost like have to do it to figure out whether it's worth continuing to figure it out. Yeah, you've got to do the long way first. And that's yeah. what I'm finding with this YouTube video. I'm doing everything the longest shit way mm. to just get the experience of doing it. And I want to cut this whole process down to at least like a quarter yeah. In the next couple of weeks, the quarter of a time of doing it, because it's like okay, set up all the templates and blah blah blah. But yeah, that's the fun of it. Yeah, I think it's the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And hopefully soon, for you, the money coming through. <laughs> we're doing this stuff, you know. Like that's a big part of it as well. Just figuring out financially how, because that's been a real mental shift for me. Mm. Is there's now a direct correlation between me automating something and getting money at the other end of it from like say a post or a sketch note and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it makes more sense for me at the moment to think about automations Mm -hmm. even more and like the process. And I'm in that kind of stage of content creation, at least I find it at the moment. It's Mm -hmm. like systems. Yeah. Because I've I've dropped the ball with make now, think later social posts because I've had to focus on my stuff to then make money, Mm. figure out the systems so then I can sort of feed make now think later into it which isn't making any money at the moment but yeah systems is the big big thing for me at the moment which you can easily slip into at the very beginning yeah i guess that's kind of our challenge is like how to not get into the system part of it in the beginning yep save that for once you've at least validated it or found yeah. found a better way to know that you're going to get some value out of doing it yeah because there's a lot of these I don't want to keep going on about YouTube, but it's just like top of mind right now. <laughs> no, let's go into it. Where are we at? What's coming up? YouTube video. Dropping hey, YouTube next video. week. It's set in stone. It's set in digital stone right now. It's dropping next week. <laughs> um, a first proper YouTube video. Mm-hmm. The culmination of all my probably months of research on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to flop. And I'm okay with that. I've calmed myself about it because. I've got to build up a library because I was listening to a podcast. There's this, I can't, something in Samir, someone in Samir 
they're two content creators that started YouTube about four years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. It reminds us very much of us two. And I think we could actually model a lot of our stuff on what they've done. They started YouTube and they were making like no money mm-hmm. on the beginning, but they were just consistent with it. And what they're finding is YouTube is one of the most unique platforms because as you build evergreen content, it's there forever, mm. right? You're basically building up this library that people can discover and keep coming back to. Whereas at the moment, my issue is Instagram and social. It's so fleeting. It's yeah. like post, cool, got a bit of money, figure out the next thing. Mm. Post, bit of money, figure out the next thing. And it's like an energy game for me. It's like I've only got so many hours in a day where I can actually mentally mm. get stuff done. So if I can now sink time into this, knowing that it's like it's almost like an investment, like an appreciating asset. Mm-hmm over time and that was like a very interesting way to think about it and it kind of chewed me out a little bit about well oh, this one's got to hit doesn't matter if this one hits what you want to do is build that library of really high quality content and i finally gotten to the point like i'm noticing things in the in the content creation process there's a point where you're like okay i've got the idea start putting things together in it and you're like oh this is a da, 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 da. but then there's a point where you watch your back and you're like huh i like mm. i'm starting to get excited about putting it out because mm. like, oh this is valuable this is cool like i would be happy i can start to see where I, where i'd be happy putting this piece of content out and i think getting to that point of excitement it's like oh i can't wait to show mm. people all of this i'm starting to see glimpses of that now which makes the whole process enjoyable so i think i'm trying to figure out how to close that gap at the beginning mm. and i think again systems getting things in quick, building templates and that kind of stuff to get to that point, getting better at script writing, understanding hooks and like, yeah, we could go deep into this stuff like at certain points in time. Like, But I'm also trying to 80-20 it and not worry about the weird little things mm. like saying certain things at certain times at this point in the video. Yeah, there's a lot of like noise out in the, the time to, space. That stuff almost is like – People say that stuff because it's like kind of tangible. It's almost like, oh, what time do I post yeah. on Instagram? What hashtags do I use on Instagram? It's the same thing, I think. If the content's not there, none of that stuff matters whatsoever. Mm. But yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating process and it's like, yeah, I'm getting excited about committing to this mm. maybe once every week and a half probably is what's going to take me at the beginning. I think what's cool about it is that it sounds like it's not so much about the content of the video, but it's almost like you've researched all this stuff and now this is like your take on how to do a YouTube video and it's like your experiment of figuring out yeah. whether all this stuff you've learned works and your curation of all the stuff that you've consumed yeah. and the stuff you've been like, nah, not really, but like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that could work for me. Yep. And then like, you're really like honing in on what's going to work for you, yeah. which is going to be cool. And I want to I show like my personality, like the, f- the most fun part was the B-roll. Mm. So I got the normal face to camera. I don't want to be YouTubery, but there is a point where you have to turn up the the way that you talk yeah. on the camera because you can sound like you're just so bored mm-hmm. without realizing it. So there's a little bit of a performance in that sense, but the B-roll is putting like little jokes that fit. It's not just shoehorning jokes in. It's like trying to figure out, like I've got a part in there where, so there's this thing called the Loomis method, mm-hmm. right? And I said this thing, in the sort of A role, like the face to camera, the talking head, where it's like I was having so much trouble trying to fit the stylized peg into the Loomis hole. So Loomis mm. is like Andrew Loomis is an artist and he wrote these seminal books on 
constructural drawing, like how to draw, particularly the head, mm -hmm. right, is what people talk about a lot. And I was like, yeah, I had this real disconnect between stylization and doing my own thing versus this really structural, more realistic, based on real people kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There was like a gap there. And I said this thing where, was, yeah, I'm trying to fit this stylized peg into the Loomis hole. And I'm just like, hmm, that sounds a bit weird. All right, I'm going to play that up. So yeah. then it like cuts and there's a camera over the shoulder. I'm just like, like I break the fourth wall sort of yeah. thing. Like, I'm like, music stops and everything. I'm just like, hmm. And then it just continues on. That's cool. So it's just like little things that that's yeah. where I can have fun. Yeah. I also did um, where I broke my light <laughs> yeah, in production <laughs> where- I was talking about like, and I'm I'm trying to think about okay, what would like retention? What makes this interesting is like, how can I put my personality and have fun with it? Mm -hmm. Is where I was like, oh, I felt like art was becoming more of a gamble, like the drawing sessions were becoming more of a gamble. It's like, oh, I hope this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. And then I did a B roll of the camera looking down. I got two cards, and I was just like, and then I cut out pieces of paper, drew like bad drawing day. So bad was on one card, drawing day was on the other, and then I had me <laughs> like cool. look at it. Yeah. And it was like bad drawing day, and then a B roll of me, and just like fuck, <laughs> <laughs> just like fun little things like that. Yeah. It shows my personality. The information's quality, I think. Mm. It's what I use, right? But it's making it less dry, mm -hmm. more entertaining, and the process of making that entertaining, I'm finding, is fun as well. So I'm just yeah, that kind of stuff. I'm I'm trying to figure out, and I don't know if it's going to work. Mm. And then it's like, where do I put this like? How do I make money from the, like, the sponsored posts, the sponsored part? I've yet to do that. I've got a part where I'm like, but first a note from our sponsors. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to be like, hey, I'm the sponsor. Check out my gum road. Like, I want to cap it to like maybe 10 seconds just mm -hmm. to keep it so people don't skip over it. But yeah, it's just all these little things that I keep iterating over and over and over again. But in doing this first video, I've now made myself like templates where I can just plug and play this format at least for a period of time mm -hmm. just so i can get quality content out there without it taking me weeks and weeks to edit the thing mm. to then hopefully get the funds up to then hire an editor share all those templates with them and then away they go i do the a roll i do the b roll they know where to splice that in i review it and away i go sort of thing mm. but it's been really good fun stressful i'm excited to see it yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> it's been very stressful as well like all those thoughts of like Oh, is anyone even going to watch this? This is like a big waste of time. Mm. Do I have a unique voice mm. in this thing? Like, who cares what I think? Like, oh, it's got to be great. This first one, it's just all these things are coming back from yeah. when I first started Instagram. And it's like, I can empathize a lot with, I mean, where I was like a year and a half ago, it's just all coming back. Mm. Right. And I want to get rid of that really quick, but it's there. It's really, really strong. Every single procrastination thing that my brain does has like crept up. It's like my anxiety's crept up to yeah. stop me. My, oh, I should really go to the gym now. Okay, yeah, I'll go to the gym and then I'll come back and then I'll start. It's just like all these things to, to try and stop me from actually putting the thing out there. And I think that's what a lot of people go through as well, just with the content in general. If you don't have momentum, Instagram, mm. it feels weird if I don't post now. Mm. I've got it to that point where it's like every three days I get that itch. I'm like, hmm, I've got to get something going got to get something out there right i want to get that feeling with youtube mm. as soon as possible without burning out yeah i guess that's the hard part right that is the hard part yeah, so i've you, got to balance it yeah you're like deep in the weeds of it mm. and it's very easy to to spend a lot of time without considering what the time is yeah and before you know the day's over yeah i want to keep going that's it 
it sucks because it gets to that point and it's like, all right, then I've got to make dinner. Then after dinner, I'm like, oh, I'm in the food coma. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I can't have a coffee to pet me back up. All right, maybe I'll go for a walk and then just, yeah. So, but I was having a chat to Christian Nee, which I hopefully we'll get him on this podcast soon. Mm-hmm. We've been talking a lot about content, like we catch up every week and he's kind of given himself, like we're talking about what goals can we set? It's like, all right, 100K subs within this year. Mm. That's kind of like my arbitrary goal. It's like a vanity metric goal. I'm giving myself that. Mm. It's like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything, but that's like my little guilty pleasure. It's like, all right, my guilty pleasure vanity (laughs) metric that I'm going for. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, okay, what's a real metric that I can focus on? I think it's the pieces of content that I'm proud of. Mm. So you've got the number of pieces of content that are out there. I mean, I could shit out like 10 pieces of content that are like half assed. Yeah, I'll get some subscribers maybe, but am I proud of them? I'd rather, yeah, mix that number, that quantitative number of content in the year with how quality it is and how much of a pull I have or like a push or a pull to like get it out there because I'm excited Mm. to show people, even if it doesn't do well, right? And that's what I'm trying to think of with my Instagram posts as well more. So how excited am I Mm. at the point of posting to get this out and show people? and get feedback and just be happy that I've shared a good piece of information that was just sitting yeah, in my head. That's a good point because it's very easy to forget that feeling because I, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. The feeling of feeling excited of something that you've built or you've produced and you've put your care into yep. and then finally it's time to put it out there. Yeah. And then there's also like, okay, how do I avoid getting into the perfectionistic trap mm. when I'm doing that, which is going to be an issue. Yeah. But then it's also very easy to just be in the habit of producing content and then forget that that is a feeling that you like to have when you produce content. Yeah. And that I don't know if it's the reason that you're producing content, but it's like something that really gives you pleasure or I don't know, like joy. Yeah, it's that little, it dopamine, yeah, little, little, little dopamine. Yeah. Little dopamine center thing. and you're like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's what you want. But I've noticed I'm using different types of content. Not every piece of content is going to give the highest level of that feeling. Mm. I'm using faster pieces of content that are still valuable is sort of like momentum pieces. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking like the faster like tutorial, like the time lapses, but me talking over the top of them. Mm -hmm. Those take no time at all. They're not particularly something I'm super duper proud of. They're not groundbreaking anywhere in my mind. Not like I'm saying any of my stuff's groundbreaking, but you know what I mean? Like it's, Mm. I'm not like, yeah, I can't wait for you to see this, but it's something that's like, okay, this is a momentum piece. Mm-hmm. In a bit of a rut. This doesn't take long. It's better that that's out there yeah, than waiting. Yeah. So there's like momentum pieces as well, which I can see myself having with YouTube, whether it is a full time lapse of like 10-minute time lapse, but I'm talking about a topic. Mm. Just like, look, this week, it was tricky. I didn't feel like getting up. It's more like just thoughts about stuff and like learning how to learn and just stuff that I like talking about still to the same audience, so it shouldn't affect the algorithm or anything YouTube-wise, but it's just for me to give myself, okay, cool, something's out there, the momentum, because momentum's huge, man. Like it's, mm. it's, it's everything. It honestly is one of the biggest things I've found is just keeping that momentum going. And whereas I said before, it feels weird if I don't post on Instagram now mm. or post anything. Momentum is really big. Yeah, like I have the feeling when I go to gym, I can't oh, yeah. not go to gym or I will feel very off. You know? Yeah. It's like something extremely off. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I know if I'm out of the momentum, then like almost the priority is to get back on so I can feel normal 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I guess I feel that way in programming a little bit, but not in the content creation yet. Yeah. You know, like still in the early stage of figuring out how to create the thing, how to, f- yeah. how to know that I'm building something interesting. Yeah. What is the output of what I'm creating that is actually useful to other people? Yeah, I wonder if we think back, right, to where you did your first Twitter live tweet, whatever it's yeah. called. If you did one of those a week up until now, would you be in a better spot content-wise? I would say, yeah. Yeah, I guess the output of doing that once a week would be knowing more what I like. Because like, I'm not I sure. I if you could figure out that from doing it more. Yeah. I mean, you got more, you'd have more at-bats, more reps in to figure out what resonates with people, one, and what you actually enjoy mm. doing. You have flops. You have things you didn't I mean, your first one did bloody great. You know? Yeah. It's almost like. Okay. <laughs> but, no, but like for the first one. Yeah. And that's what I try and think about myself. Like, again, my future self. Would he be happy that I kept up with this mm-hmm. or would he be annoyed that I didn't? That's how I like it with my mate, Fabian. Mm-hmm. I am Fabian Daniel on YouTube. Go check him out. Starting a gaming channel. We've been talking about this shit for 10 years. <laughs> you know? If you, did a, if you did a video every week for 10 years, you know, even if they weren't great, it's better to probably do it than to not do it. Mm-hmm. Right? But again, what's that thing? Like, what's the best time to plant a tree? 12 years ago. What's the second best time right now? Mm. You know, so it's, yeah, you have so much value to give. I want to see that out there, (laughs) Mr. Francis. (laughs) I feel closer because I think what I was missing for a long time was kind of like, you know, you've mentioned this before, like the raw material. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm back to programming like I was before, Yep. now I feel like I have the raw materials. Yep. And I feel like I am learning things when I'm doing the programming, I'm yeah. learning new frameworks, I'm learning new ways to structure things. Mm-hmm. I run into problems and I solve them. Yeah. And I do think that there are outputs of that process that can be useful for others. It's yeah. just like getting in the habit of noticing that and then yeah. getting in the habit of creating something like a shareable content. Because it feels like a project, right? In a way, it's like a mini project putting out that piece of content. Mm. Even I've got like a bank of maybe like four or five reels that I've already posted to Instagram that I haven't posted to YouTube shorts yet. It doesn't take very long, but it's like the mental capacity of writing the description, mm, getting the yeah. thumbnail, getting this. And it's kind of prevented me even putting it on TikTok. Like I've just been on Instagram lately mm-hmm. just because I felt that, oh, I've got to do this and I've got to do this and this and this and this and this. Go back to my roots, just post. And that's that. Just mm-hmm. get it done. I've got the bank there. I can always go back and when I feel like it, I have a spare moment, I can do that. So I feel like even at the posting level, after the content's done, mm. there's that resistance to putting it out there, which is silly. Like it's out there. That's potential like money I'm leaving on the table. Yeah. <laughs> like hundreds of dollars sitting there just because I was like, oh, it's too hard. To... But it's like an energy game. It's like, oh, at the end of the day, it's like, fuck. Yeah, I have this theory that People will always think that something is going to be the same way forever. Like things are going to be static forever. So it's like, let's say someone's mean to you. Yeah. And you're going to feel like that person is going to be mean to you for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's like a static thing. Yep. And I think maybe this is what's happening with this. You feel like, and I'm not singling you out, I feel this way too. Hmm. You know, when you're 
thinking about putting something on, let's say TikTok, and mm. then oh, okay, now I have to do the thumbnail. You know, I have to format in a certain way. I have to write the description. Yeah, you know, yeah. you feel like it's going to take that level of effort forever. Yeah, you're thinking to yourself, okay, am I going to commit to doing this yeah. exact same thing with this exact amount of effort for the rest of my life? And you're like. Probably not. Like <laughs> it's almost like that thought, which you don't, you don't really recognize, but mm-hmm. it's happening. But really, like what happens is that thing becomes easier over time. Yep. Or you'll find a better way to do it, or you'll realize that maybe you don't want to do it, and you can stop at any time. Yeah. But when you're making that decision to do it in the first instance, mm. you feel like you're making that decision for every instance that's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to marry this <laughs> process. Who are you talking about, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's right. Like you, like oh, it's gonna be like this for the rest of my life. Like, yeah, it's like, mm, let me know. just wait till I hire an editor and they can do all that. Sort yeah, of stuff. that's right. But it comes back to that procrastination, right? Yeah, it is procrastination, but it's that like resistance thing as well. Like, you know, yeah. you should do it, and it's gonna benefit you. But it's like for whatever reason, it's like I think everyone has it. Mm-hmm. That resistance, that war of art. Stephen Pressfield's book. It's always there. It's always at the back of my mind. And I've got this thing, like I've got pretty bad anxiety, right? So mm. I'll, I'll find this thing in, in my head that will hyperfixate on one thing and I'm, I'm noticing it at the points where I've got to do something, mm. right? It's always at the points of where everything's going pretty well and I've got momentum and then my little version of resistance is like, oh, what about this thing? <laughs> Let's focus on that for the next day mm-hmm. and just ruin your day. Okay. Oh, okay. You're over that thing. Fantastic. Let's go through the files. <laughs> oh, this one. Remember this? Yeah. Remember this from like years ago that you da 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 da. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just. Oh, you're not seventy percent anxious. Well, time yeah. to make you seventy percent anxious. Let's uh, crank that anxious up. <laughs> that's, that's how you're supposed to exist, Ben. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> ridiculous, man. But it's so yeah. Got to work through that shit. That's my own personal stuff. But mm. I'm sure a lot of other people will have something similar mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their own stuff. Like, yeah. That's it. Outside of content, mm-hmm. what's something you've enjoyed recently outside of sort of doing work and that kind of thing? Something you've bought, something that's, I don't know, just out in Francis's world. I don't know what this is going to be for me, so I've just thrown this on I don't you. know. That's a strange question because I yeah. feel like I spend so much energy programming and I enjoy programming. Yeah. You know, like that. Even from the programming side, like, okay, what's – What's something that you've, even if it's not going to make sense to people, like how could you, is an, is an example, here's a practice, how would you explain it that like helped or something that you figured out? Or what's one of these aha moments that you're going to write content about? That's the thing. Like I remember in the moment yeah, and it's hard for me to recall back. Okay. My mind is very bad at, if you ask me like, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite memory of some? I, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't do, do that. It. I can't yeah. do it. My mind won't let me settle on a thing. It's not a logical question either. I don't think. Like, what's your favorite? This. It like, yeah. depends. Yeah. Have I had it for the last six days? Like the same meal? Mm-hmm. I'd probably get a little bit old. You know, like, am I trying to be healthy? Well, then that this favorite health. You know what I mean? There's so many variables when it comes yeah. to that kind of thing. I guess what I've been going deep into the weeds of is new databases. Mm. I'm learning MySQL. I've always used Postgres and I've been using – this is going to get so deep in the weeds. I love oh. it though. It's our podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about whatever we want. If you made it this far, we appreciate you. Get ready. Yeah. Strap in. We're getting oh technical. God. I'm deep into this whole trend, which is like edge computing. 
So it's like, instead of having servers, you run things on other people's servers, like functions or little pieces of code, mm -hmm. and they're kind of limited in scope of what they can do because of a security thing. Yep. But it helps you in that you don't have to manage servers. Instead, you're managing like pieces of code. And they run on other people's infrastructure yep. and they start up really fast. So there's these things called serverless functions. Yep. And they're quite popular. But the problem with those things is that they have a what's called a cold start problem. So when you want to run one, it needs to spin up and yep. can take like a few seconds and then it can serve whatever request you're trying to serve. Yeah. And the thing with these things that I'm playing with called edge functions is that they run on a different kind of level so that you don't have to spin up a server. These servers are kind of already running and they start up in milliseconds. And if you can run your infrastructure on these things, then you'll get huge scalability. You'll get huge, like everything will be super fast and they can run on uh, content delivery networks. Mm. So this is like super technical, but I've been re-architecting this app that we worked on yeah. to work on these edge functions. Yep. Which also means that you need a database that works kind of on an edge function. So that's the MySQL? Yeah, that's yeah. this thing I'm using called Planet Scale. So they have a driver which you can use in JavaScript so you can run it on an edge function because normally you'd have to open a different kind of connection mm -hmm. which you'd need like a serverless or a server to access because mm. it would use TCP. It's like so deep in a ways. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love, dude, I've, I'm looking at this. This is a Substack article right now. This is a, all these little key things. What is this? Mm. What is an edge function? What is, you know what I mean? Like all this sort of stuff. This is just content, just like pew, 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 pew. Get the transcript of this, throw it out into a tweet <laughs> storm, and you're good to go. There's your content. This yeah. is fascinating. It's like you're setting the stage of what it is, mm -hmm. and then here's what I've done. What our infrastructure was with Keep On, yeah. In the beginning, this is what I'm working towards. But even this comes back to like thing I was talking about, where people kind of discount things to the future. You know, they think that something's going to happen the same way for the future. Mm. I want to do this because I can imagine in the future that if I have to manage servers, then at some point I'll need to scale up a server. I'll need to manage multiple servers, and that's going to be a pain. That's why I'm going to like go through this whole pain of rearchitecting the thing to work in a serverless edge function way, so I don't have to worry about servers. Yeah. It doesn't actually make sense to do, but it makes, like, like it's just, you know, it's, it's tickling that part of my brain for me. Yeah. And it will save me time in the future for sure. But it's just like. Do you know what? Throw this on like tech Twitter and it's going to just start a shitstorm of like, that's oh, the you thing, should right? and shouldn't do it. Because <laughs> it's like a contra, not controversial, but it's a, a discussion worthy topic. It is People a discussion worthy topic. Yeah. Going through the same things. Yeah. Right? Ask on Twitter. What would you do if da 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 da? You know, or I'm doing this. This is why I think I should do it. I've I mean, the main reason I'm doing it is because it's fun, and I like learning new things, right? Like there you that's, go. that's the main reason. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if you have this urge, but I have the urge when I'm programming for like elegancy. I want things to fit together in a way that makes sense. As I started to get better, yeah. 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 I don't know if there's an analogy in art for that need for like harmony and elegancy. Yeah. I'd say like value structures, like the black and white mm. base drawing or something. Having that all set up, there's almost like a scrappy way to do things. And then there's a more systematic, really well thought out way of doing things. It's going to help you in future steps. Mm. Or you can just brute force it and just do it on a couple of layers and just go, and then you run into problems later, but you've got to fix them. Yeah. 
at some point. So, but one takes more effort. Like the more elegant way can sometimes, yeah, take a lot more mental effort up front, which seems a little bit like a slog mm. to get, but it sets the stage in the quote of the canvas mm. to help you out later on and to make things easier and you can change things later on. Yeah, there is that part, like there is the structuring part, but there's also like a harmony aspect to it. Mm. I'm not sure. I can get that from the programming side. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Or it's but There might not be an analogy. But we were talking about that uh, the other week, about the developer experience. Yeah. Knowing that when you sit down, everything's there ready for you and you know you don't have to wade through a bunch of shit to get the thing working. Or if you want to change something, it's like such a, okay, there goes a day. Mm. It's because I want to change this one thing. Is that part of the elegance to it as well? Not so much. Not that, so much. That's something I am concerned about in yeah. that like I want things to be easy to change. Yeah. I think that's an underrated thing to optimize for flexibility mm. also, not just optimal performance or whatever. It's more like I found a way to put all these pieces together in yeah. a way that makes sense and is in harmony with how all these pieces should be put together. Yeah. Dude, it's like is, a puzzle is, aspect of it. This is where someone says you're an artist. I'm like, ah. Such a broad, it's like saying, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. It's like, I have an issue with art or someone calling me an artist. Mm. It seems like such a throwaway broad term because I see you as an artist, right? It's almost like saying, uh, what? I always forget the word where someone comes into a company and they help out. Consult. That's the one. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? I'm a consultant. Mm. Yes. Yeah, like, what does no. that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Is it same like artists? Like, I see that. Mm. That idea, because no one's going to see print, like unless you have a team together yeah, or you're sharing, yeah. no one's ever going to see that. But that's art. That's like what Steve Jobs, this is something just off the top of my head, but his dad, uh, he was building cabinets with his dad. Mm. And his dad said, always make the back of the cabinet, build that just as well as the stuff that people will see. Mm. It's just like a craft of, of doing things well. Mm. And that's where I see like the art or the craft of things. So that's really cool. I love that way. Of yeah, thinking. I like that philosophy. Yeah, you know, it's aesthetics, but it's like aesthetics. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, there's not like just like the the surface level, but it's like the whole thing. Yeah, know? yeah. I like that the harmony between how things work and how they should work because there are so many different ways of getting the output to be similar, mm -hmm. even to the user. But from all the back end stuff, it's like yeah, there's so many different ways to architect things. Yeah, you're an artist, my friend. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's all right. <laughs> and I, I, it annoys me when people call me that, so my apologies if it annoys you, but it's- I'll take it as a compliment. There you go. That's I'll what you should do. you say as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, so, what did we talk about? We talked about how to do what you're doing and how to notice what you're doing while you're doing it yep. and how to make content from it. And we yeah. talked a bit about some things that you do. You take notes. Yeah. You let things sit. I think that was a big thing. Yeah. You don't do it so much in the moment, but you're like consistently gathering information over time and then you let things sit until it makes sense. Yep. And then you create something from it. Yeah, that's it. And and going a little bit deeper on how people say, enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Just like saying, I'm a consultant. It's like, cool. What the fuck does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Enjoy mm -hmm. the process. Yeah. I'll enjoy it when I get millions of followers. That's what I'll enjoy. <laughs> that's, that's what the perception I reckon people, I, I hear people feeling like, oh, Easy for you to say, you know, yeah. like what is enjoying the process? It's like getting excited about getting to that point where you're excited to share yeah. the thing because you're proud of it. That might be one of the most important things, I yep. think. It helps you with adhering with it 
helps you not burn out so you can actually do the thing. Because you're doing the thing because you truly in, enjoy it and you can't wait to show people and then that transforms it into a thing that you should do for to better your career and whatever into mm -hmm. a thing that you do because it's the thing that you do. Yeah. It's, yeah. The YouTube stuff is coming out soon. Like what I've done is I've actually hooked up my social calendar database to my website mm. so you can see all the ideas that I'm just popping in there. That's so cool. like what we're talking about, like putting the ideas into Notion, mm. I've just started to transfer them from Obsidian, the note-taking app, into uh, the Notion database. So it sort of live updates on my website mm. and it's got like doing, done, just an idea, working on it, ready to post sort of thing. Like So you can get an idea of that if you want to check it out, what's mm -hmm. going on at any given point in time that's updated almost if not daily, like weekly, mm -hmm. depending on what I'm working on. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that was a good one because we we weren't here for a couple of weeks. Uh -huh. We're back. We We're came back. out of our, yeah, our offices, <laughs> out of our little creative cubby holes, and we're back. Uh -huh. And, yeah, we'll do it again uh, next week, I reckon. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have some insights from my YouTube video. Yeah. What do you reckon by next week? I want to at least – Get in the habit of noticing things. That'll be interesting. That's See what you notice. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be good. Yeah. So don't not even posting anything. Just mm -hmm. just noticing some stuff. That'll be cool. And that's something that I've got to get better at as well myself. Like I'm continuing to get better because mm -hmm. I'll be doing a sketch note in the next couple of days. I've got to post that in the next couple of days, so that'll be top of mind as well. But yeah, I'm enjoying getting back into this because I yeah. missed this. Even the two weeks that we haven't haven't done it. Mm -hmm. Good to be back. All right. All right. And we'll see ya. Toodles.